right here, right now. Welcome to the podcast with your hosts, Katie and Moni. Get ready to share a laugh and be amused. It's time to tell our stories right here, right now. Good morning. Good morning. (laughs) How are you? I'm doing really well. How are you, Katie? I am so good. I'm really glad that we decided to wake up a little earlier together this morning and set those alarms to get to see the beautiful sunrise. Oh, and the moon set. My, my, my. That was magical. Yeah, I looked. I could not find her on the horizon, so my trees could have potentially been blocking her, but I got to see her last night in her full glory. Well, I guess it's really today is her full glory, but... Last night she looked really full though, so she I did. could see. Yeah. yeah. So glorious. Indeed. Well, cool um days. in honor of our meeting in this new space and again still over the phone, still uh acclimating to our situations. <laughs> I wanted to bring to you a excerpt from one of the books I've been dabbling with this past month. Wonderful. I can't wait to hear it. I honor your gods. I drink at your well. I bring an undefended heart to our meeting place. I have no cherished outcomes. I will not negotiate by withholding. I am not subject to disappointment. (laughs) So greetings. That is what I come to you with, my friend. (laughs) This is an invocation that I actually got from one of the books I've been reading for our (laughs) laissez-faire book club. Is that the right term? Okay. Totally, yes. (laughs) Um, In that we're in agreements with ourselves to read throughout the month (laughs) in some capacity. That's the book club. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Anyway, I've been reading Glennon Doyle's Untamed. And she writes in her book about a new friend that she meets, um, and she's concerned about her ability to keep up a friendship because she's got so much going on already that it's hard for her to devote time to that sort of thing. And so she says of her relationship building with this woman, she's planning to visit and she sends her a note or whatever, and it has this written in it, like, a kind of a precursor to, hey, I'm not coming because I'm expecting something. I'm not coming because you need to be of this certain way. Like, I'm just, I honor you. I drink with you. I hold my heart open to you. I have nothing to expect from you. I'm not going to withhold anything of my own. I won't be disappointed by our coming together, whatever it entails. And I freaking Mm. love that. That is lovely. Um, And then I looked it up because I had to know, is this pull, like, I know the woman she was referring to is a great writer, but perhaps this was written by somebody else. And so what I found was that it was perhaps written by Ralph Bloom. And it's also, there's a chance that Ralph Bloom found it and inserted it as an invocation to his book. I'm really not positive on that, but it deserves an author. I kind of love that it's shrouded in mystery, though. Right? (laughs) That's lovely. Like most great things, shrouded in mystery. Definitely. And Untamed is um, a book that I hope to read one day. Um, I know you had been reading it this month, so maybe when you're finished, you can pass it along. But really cool story of a gal who's just not willing to submit to typical gal stuff, right? Is that kind of Um, right? (laughs) Well, so 
Untamed is written by Glennon Doyle, and she, the book, you know, as it's named, kind of gives the idea that you were wild, you were tamed, and now we're becoming untamed. It's like the re-entering into your wild sense of inner knowing. And a lot of us feel like that connotates toward rebellion, like just buck the system, you know, like drop everything and go off into the unknown or whatever. Um, But she has, I pulled this quote from page 91, and I love it because it really puts it into perspective. Rebellion is as much of a cage as obedience is. They both mean living in reaction to someone else's way instead of forging your own. Freedom is... Freedom is not being for or against an ideal, but creating your own existence from scratch. I love that because sometimes we're, when we get fed up with something, it's like, okay, well, let's just run in the opposite way or cut all of those things. And often it's not that. It's not that going in the opposite direction is going to make anything better. It's really a fine tuning and articulating of balance that will bring you back to center of your own knowing but that's really hard. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But she and it is so that. easy for us to get stuck in that mindset of like, it has to be this way or it has to be that way. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really like that. That's neat. Great idea. Yeah. I love those concepts. Mm-hmm. Obedience. It's paradoxical. Yeah. Yeah. Doing what is expected of you or doing what other people uh, might be doing also. And in this time, we're experiencing that sort of, you know, societal peer pressure. There's a lot of, uh, well, we're going to do it this way, or, well, this is actually the way. And that was already going on before all this virus. But now even more so, lines have been drawn with how we're handling the information, what information, you know, all of the, all of it. There's so many levels, right? Yeah. But there's a lot of peer pressure wrapped up in that. And I pulled another, I'm just going to jump right in since it's right on track. <laughs> Sorry, I feel like I'm dominating it a little bit. No, you're good. I have lots of to, okay, to good say deal. also. So. Good deal. So this is kind of on the topic of bravery in that way against, not against peer pressure, but learning to find your own voice within the sea of your peers. And so she's kind of touching on the idea that typically our teaching and our conditioning of our children means that you're going to, hey, be brave, you know, feel, you might feel afraid, but you're going to do it anyway, like buck up. Uh, And that sometimes that does help, but it doesn't always serve us as we grow older. Like it's not always that you should just buck up and do the thing that your gut is maybe telling you that may not be for you. So this other quote is, um, she says, brave means living from the inside out. Brave means in every uncertain moment, turning inward, feeling for the knowing, speaking it out loud which she talks about extensively and capitalizes. So there's a lot more to unpack in her version of the knowing. And so sometimes it means letting the crowd think you're a coward. Sometimes it means letting everyone down but yourself. And so that type of bravery is different sense of the term, which I just really like also because it's hard to stand up for what you think in a world of so many. What book were we reading that was about the... um... Standing in the arena. Oh, that's, of course, Daring Greatly. Yeah, yep. So that makes me think, which is how I heard about that book, was through Brene Brown's podcast is where I heard about um, Untamed. Um, Um, But yeah, the idea that it was one of the presidents, that historian. Roosevelt. (laughs) Yeah, Roosevelt. The idea that um, it's easy for the audience, the crowd, to look into the 
lion, what was it? To the bull. arena. <laughs> but is it like a bullfight arena, I think? <laughs> Again, I don't know. I think she just refers to the arena. Just the arena. Uh-huh. So easy for us to judge what's going on, but really the only one who has the right to judge that is the one that's actually standing in the arena. Makes mm-hmm. me think of that. Yeah. Yeah. And to know that even if they have failed, they have failed daring greatly. Yes. And so that even if you, even if your bravery doesn't lend any major, you know, outcome, you still stuck to your own truth. And I think that means a lot. And sometimes true bravery has no witness, you know, there's nothing to be known about it. It's just your own sense of principle and your own sense of self and that is really can run deep mm-hmm. um and also it can have a big divide and the last one thing I have to pull from untamed is she writes this about teaching her daughters how to find their own find their own way they're young and they're in this crazy world and how do you teach young girls how to be strong and soft at the same time it's very challenging mm-hmm. and so she's saying that um one of the big importances in in all of us is integration, which, you know, I love that word. <laughs> it's the whole meaning yes. of yoga. Union, integrate, pull into integrity. And she says that um, it's important for us to integrate what we feel and know inside with what we say and do outside. Mm. And that that creates union and that creates integrity. And that takes bravery <laughs> to be able to reckon those two forces and say yeah. it with grace and ease for yourself and for the rest of your world. I mean, that's hard work. Yeah. And in that hard work, you're going to allow others to be brave. You're going to let others know that it's okay to do these both things. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Mm-hmm. So I can't wait to share the, well, it's on my Kindle, but I'm sure I'll find a way to share it with you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, I could always download it myself. (laughs) Fun fact is that my, our dear friend Jen also started reading it at the same time as me. And we, she was telling me about this book she was reading and I was like, girl, I'm reading the same book. She's like, of course you are. So we've been having a very casual book club meeting like once a week where we're like, oh my gosh, did you just get through part three? Oh my gosh. It's okay. That's awesome. So that's been really fun to share with her. And she highly recommended that you. she thinks you will really like it, Katie, also. Very cool. I'm excited about that. Very cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, so listeners, in case you haven't figured out, Monica and I, as you may or may not know, have a book club. And this last month we decided to scratch the book club. We just wanted to read whatever we wanted to read. So just kind of realized. Yes. Y'all might have no idea why we're talking about these books that Monica's read and I haven't, and I'm about to talk about books that I have read and she hasn't, but um, yeah, that's why. And we've also decided that we love this so much that we want to do it again next month, so we're just going to continue reading What Strikes Our Fancy, and then we're going to come together in about a month and discuss ideas from those things, And and hopefully inspire you to open up your bookshelf or open up your bookshelf, grab a book off your bookshelf or find a book. Exactly. Um, and you know, you. we did kind of mention in the beginning, you know, we're in a laissez-faire book, we're yeah, in a laissez-faire we book that. club and yes, that we, we want a, an agreement with ourselves that we're kind of using our own accountability to each other to uphold yes. and that we Just are going to keep reading. <laughs> That's yes, agreement. Expanding horizons through <laughs> literature or text in general, because there is just so much of it out there that's available to us. 
that can completely change our point of view perspective or maybe just entertain. So, you know, go yeah. grab a book. Maybe you'll be inspired to grab one of the books we're talking about right now. I know I think for next month, I want to read Untamed for sure. So that Yay. sounds like a fun um, um, self-expanding Yes, it's very cool. I enjoy it. And I love reading memoir style books. I'm really drawn to that other person's experience uh, from their point of view, especially if they can weave in some humor with wisdom. That just really is my fave. <laughs> anyway, what have you been reading? I have been reading, so I guess I'm going to start with um, my children's book because last month we read Raw Doll. Matilda, and I randomly found a um, large book written by E.B. White. It included Stuart Little, The Trumpet of His Wand, and Charlotte's Web. And for those of y'all who follow my Instagram personal, you may know that I'm leading a Charlotte's Web life right now. I have chickens and ducks and may soon have sheeps and pigs and I have a puppy and so I have this like farm life so I was in this childlike um place of our raw doll book and I was like you know what I really want to go back and um and visit Charlotte's Web and so um I have been reading that slowly and I'm not through I'm probably three quarters of the way through I had like 75 pages yesterday and I was like I could finish this and then I didn't um but we know the ending so we're good um <laughs> But it is such a fun story. Um, E.B. White has an excellent way of painting these beautiful scenes. And it, it like he really incorporates different seasons, animals. Um, such a childlike wonder is in these pages. And it was really fun to read. Um, what does she put in the web again? Some pig. It starts with some, some pig. pig. That's right. I was yeah. trying to remember. And then she does terrific and then um, she puts Radiant in there. And, you know, Wilbur is kind of like, a, he cries a lot. And he's mm. kind of whiny in some of his personality aspects. Yeah. But Charlotte sees something in him that's just magnificent. And when he learns that he's going to get shot at the end of the year, that was that's his purpose in life, he becomes extremely sad. And so Charlotte <laughs> decides that she needs to save him. <laughs> okay, sorry if I'm spoiling the book for y'all. <laughs> I know, I was like, whoa, I can't believe she just made such a huge reveal. Seriously, I know. Hey, you don't know what happens at the end. Or do you? <laughs> or do you? I need to go back and revisit that. It's so good. And then Fern's sense of wonder is amazing, and I love, like, they're hanging out with these animals all the time. And her mom is concerned because she doesn't hang out with the kids. All mm. she does is hang out with these creatures. And then she comes back and tells her mom all about the conversations they were having all day. <laughs> which makes her mom concerned. <laughs> so she's talking, the mom is talking to the doctor in this scene about how she's concerned about Fern. And she says, um, they eventually get on, you know, she's like Fern sitting in the, in the barn all day. She's just listening to the animals. And the doctor's like, wait, I've heard about this pig. He's apparently terrific and radiant. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I'm really concerned about, or he was like, I'm, I'm just interested that no one is thinking what a fantastic spider this must be. Um, and, and he's like, well, you know, it's a miracle of the, of a spider's web is miraculous in and of itself without there being words in it. And Miss Arabella says, I don't see why you say a web is a miracle. It's just a web. And he says, ever try to spin one? 
Mm. No, but I can crochet a doily and I can knit a sock. Sure, said the doctor, but somebody taught you, didn't they? Why, my mother taught me. Well, who taught a spider? A young spider knows how to spin a web without any instructions from anybody. Don't you regard that as a miracle? And then um, he says, I suppose so, said Miss Arabelle. I never looked at it that way before. Still, I don't understand how those words got into the web. I don't understand it, and I don't like what I can't understand. None of us do, mm. said Mr. Dorian, sighing. I'm a doctor. Doctors are supposed to understand everything. But I don't understand everything, and I don't intend to let that worry me. Oh, isn't that great? Yeah. There's just all sorts of little tidbits like that throughout the book. And you're just like reading it from an adult's perspective. It's so good. What a relevant and appropriate quote to pull, Katie. Yes. We don't have to understand it all, but we don't have to let that bother us either. I love, 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 love that. And the other thing I want to say to that woman is, do you pull that yarn out of your ass? (laughs) (laughs) And crochet your doily? No, I I don't think so. How about out of your wrist? Sorry, if that was crass. (laughs) Pull that yarn out of your wrist. And then the doctor goes on to say, as you know, but do you believe animals can talk? The doctor says, I never heard one say anything, but that proves nothing. It is quite possible that an animal has spoken civilly to me and that I didn't catch the remark because I wasn't paying attention. Mm -hmm. Children pay better attention than grown-ups. If Fern says that animals in Zuckerman's barn talk, I'm quite ready to believe her. Perhaps if people talked less, animals would talk more. People are incessant talkers. I can give you my word on that. (laughs) (laughs) I see what you did there. Yeah, so good. That's so so good. good. I'm so glad you chose to read Charlotte's Web. Yeah, and it's been so fun to read and think about um, our farm and our garden and putting ourselves, you know, putting myself out there and how much time I'm spending just watering the plants and watching the birds and hanging out with the chicks and hanging out with the ducks and just all being so cute. And I I just need to listen a little harder, I guess, instead of going out there with my audible book on. (laughs) Well, that's funny that you say that because did you see my short story I posted this week? I did not, no. Oh, no, Katie. Don't worry, I saved it from my stories to my highlight reel. So there is a full rendition of the 12-page rhyme. Short, don't worry. It's like four lines per page, so don't let that scare you. Um, But it's a short story. And there's a realization I come to that nature's choir is what I've been missing. And to Mm. just pause and really listen. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Miss in and listen rhyme. Side note. <laughs> She's we should, good at this. We should take She's a pause. This, we should actually pause so that you can go and look at the story. Okay. So what was your great idea, Katie? Oh, I thought we should just go ahead and have me read your short story. Yeah. A short story from Outside the Rosemary Bush by Moni B. McGee. From Outside the Rosemary Bush, it looks just like a shrub with gnarly roots and sticky leaves. How could it ever be a hub? But there indeed is room for creatures to hop in through the clearing. It seems like time to settle in. They've made a nest worth hearing. Sneak a glance and you might see there's lots of space to perch. 
little branches intertwine and create a sacred church. They coo and tweet and share in joy that brings them all together, not knowing if it's really true, that stuff about birds of a feather. Now, if you saw the feathers, you'd say they aren't all the same. No, each of these creatures goes by a different name. But inside the rosemary bush, they share a common goal, to retreat inside and remember that they are whole. A complete bird package with all the right bird stuff, even on those days when it feels like it's not enough. And I can relate as I pause here to listen, thinking maybe nature's choir is all I've been missing. Suddenly, we feel an invitation to join. The choice is simple, like the flip of a coin. Take a big breath and let out your call. Don't leave out any notes. Be sure to hit them all. And remember, friend, in times of despair, the rosemary bush celebrates being a bird. That is rare. (laughs) Well, that was great. (laughs) that needs to be a children's book well there it is (laughs) it's ready it's ready that's great friend good job thanks thanks for letting me share my story with you (laughs) (laughs) oh good times such good times yeah so that reminds me of that in charlotte's web a little bit you know i kind of had a conversation with those birds and i mentioned that that was inspired by actual events and it was as i was sitting outside hearing the different sounds all from inside one bush and i do have huge rosemary bushes so just to clarify the truth of this matter is that the bush itself is very big accommodating to all very abundant in space so i joined in because they were doing it and why not (laughs) <laughs> felt right and mine was quite rare indeed so anyway yeah so I did get into another book this month that I wanted to just quickly talk about um it is a fiction fictional novel written by Amor I think it's Toles T-O-W-L-E-S um, I follow a chick on Instagram called Revelatory, and she does beautiful watercolor art about normalizing kind of mental struggle, mental illness. Um, and she's just an excellent, uplifting Instagram. Anyway, um, so at Revelatory, uh, mentioned her favorite book, A Gentleman in Moscow. And I don't know why I decided immediately to download this book on my Audible. Like, that moment, I did. I was working on the puzzle you gave me for my birthday. And I started listening to this book, and I've fallen in love with it. It's about a man. It's the perfect quarantine read. Because it's about a man who is put on house arrest to spend the rest of his life in the luxury hotel that he's been living in for the previous nine years. And the hotel is quite large and it spans about 30 years and I'm not quite finished with the book. Um, But I just wanted to mention it because the book is so good and it's absolutely gorgeous. And it is kind of a, I've read quite a few Russian novels and it's kind of in that Russian style, but it's just. What do you mean by that? When you say in that Russian style, I I don't think I've had experience. It's really, it's quite descriptive. It, um, 
I think a lot of Russian novels, they have a lot of characters, which are hard to follow, um, but they span great lengths of time sometimes. Like Anna Karenina spans quite a bit of time. I yeah. hope that I'm saying that. I think you um, are. That sounds familiar truthfully. to me. Yeah. Well, yeah, but I hope that I'm saying that truthfully because it was been a long time since I've read that book. Um, but they just kind of intertwine. They kind of weave in and out of... Um, like, for instance, this book will go really in detail in, like, a three-day period, and then it will jump three years. And um, it's just – and it has these characters that you meet at nine, and then you meet again at 18, and then you meet again at 30 years old. Like, cool. it's just a really gorgeous book, and I really recommend it. Um, but one quote I wanted to pull, because this man is stuck in this hotel for – he can never, ever, ever leave and forever and it's written at the beginning of the uh, 1920s and so of course there's a lot of war going on in that time and socialism is taking over and communism is taking over and so this man was thought he was a count and he was thought to have done things against the government and so he was stuck in his hotel house arrested but the one quote I really wanted to pull um, that he says kind of toward the beginning of the book if a man does not master his circumstance, then he is bound to be mastered by them. Mm. And I just think that's so, and there's just so many, like, <laughs> listening to this book, I'm, like, out in my garden doing things, going on walks, listening, and I just make that noise all the time. Mm. Like, he just is, the author is just so good well, what at bringing. Wow, what, the, the, I'm a little mind blown right in the moment, because <laughs> your quote is the same thing that Glennon said about rebellion and... I know. Obedience. I was gonna pull it then. Sorry. Like I'll just let her finish. <laughs> oh my god! I'm sorry. Thank you. That was so cool. I'm uh, glad that you made that connection. Then. <laughs> no. <laughs> my brain instantly was like, Bleh. "What?" I live yes, for connections like those. So <laughs> perfect for this time. Like we are so in our circumstance right now, and we we have two choices. We can either deal with it or crumble. So yeah, or you can be somewhere in the middle. Yeah, perhaps. Wowzer! Oh, it's really neat. It's a great book. So I highly recommend y'all um, "A Gentleman in Moscow" by Amor Toles. I can't wait to finish it up. I have a couple more hours left on the listen. Love it. So, yeah, yeah. That is so cool. Yeah, it's funny. We just do a swap for the next month. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I feel like we may have gone a little longer than our normal time. We were so excited about our reads. Um, do we want to just do a short two-prompt five-minute story today? Yeah, I think that sounds great. We've been so inspired by these other authors, and now we're just going to write a little blurb. Like, maybe, and I literally thought of this in the moment I took the breath to say it, but... <laughs> Perhaps we play with the idea of, like, you're trying to write the back cover of the story. Like, you're going to kind of tell a lot about it to sell it in the back cover, but you're also withholding a lot and making it sound like, <laughs> you know, you know what I mean? I'm into it. Yeah. The, like the back preview. cover. And I might fail yeah. at the prompt as we get to it. But anyway, that could be a fun springboard to jump off I'm of. into it. Yeah, for sure. Okay. And I do have E.B. White's um, three-story book here. I could just open it up, and the first chapter I opened to is called End of Summer. End of so Summer. Be, that could be a fun poll. Yeah, we could say that the name of the book you're writing the back cover of is called End of Summer. Okay. 
Oh, and next thing I turn to says a night at the Ritz. So let's just keep this simple, a short five-minute prompt story. Your book is called End of Summer, and somehow it involves a night at the Ritz, and you're writing the back cover. Let's, let's do it. I love it. That's so fun. Okay. Super fun. All right. So I'm going to set a five-minute timer. If y'all are joining us to write a quick little creative uh, writing story, we encourage you to press pause, get out your pen and paper, see what you come up with. Otherwise, we'll be back in a flash and share our quick short stories with you. Yay. I'm not sure I'd want to read this book. I won't. I do not want to read my book. <laughs> Let's hear it. <laughs> okay. The breeze was thick, sticky, and hot on the fine summer evening. She was dressed to the nines, awaiting the doorbell, trying to act casual as she anticipated the arrival of Javier to whisk her away to the most romantic night at the Ritz. Allow yourself to get swept away in this stunningly sexy classic, End of Summer, through our main character, Audrey, as her wildest fantasies come true. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the ride of Belinda Bowen's latest sex fantasy. We promise you won't regret it. <laughs> so you should write back, back covers. It seems to be natural. Katie was done with that in like a minute, by the way. She's like, I'm done. There's just nothing more that needs to be said. She's like, wow. Literally, you said it all. <laughs> this is so complete. So, class, that's the example of a, a five-star effort. <laughs> now we're going to learn. For a one-star book. <laughs> going to switch it down to a more lower-level option. Okay. Okay, let's see if we can work through the scribbles Are you here. sure that it's a lower-level production? I feel like mine was pretty. Well, it depends okay, on what kind hear. of levels you're talking about. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> okay. I don't even know where it came from. It's so good. Yeah, it was just in there. It's perfect. <laughs> Very yeah. repressed, Very um, yeah. repressed summarization skills. <laughs> yeah. Okay, here we go. The second option you have for end of summertime, you might want to read. What should have been an evening of glam and glitz turns into a murder scene at the Ritz when small town reporter Janie gets word that the heiress of the rare parrot society is throwing a fundraiser. She takes her suspicions all the way to the top. In Andrew's first installment of the three-part mini mini drama, she takes us on a winding road of detours and reroutes. Prepare for book two coming soon, the beginning of fall. That was so good. That was such a five-star. <laughs> yeah, so except good. it really the bulk of the book. I, I was like, this has no. It doesn't. <laughs> when okay, let me just reread it for you because you probably missed it. When small town reporter Janie gets word. That the heiress of the Rare Parrot Society is throwing a fundraiser. <laughs> she takes her suspicions all the way to the top. <laughs> what is that even what the heck mean? Is going on? Did she the rare <laughs> Why is she suspicious of that? It's so silly. I love it. Okay. Oh my god, was it a parrot that was murdered? <laughs> you know, we all have to stay tuned. Or actually, you should probably yeah. just read the book. And then read part just two. read it. 
going to need to keep this going. For you sure. know, part one's going to be cliffhanger, so you might want to wait till part two's out. You know, the wait. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the suffer. Oh, that wait is just terrible. It's it so really much. Is. It's, so it's much. the worst wait. Well, those were really fun. Those are fun, friend. Way to go. <laughs> it's funny because the back cover has a voice of summary and sales, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's kind of like the back of a wine bottle. Like, they're going to yes. tell the story, but they're also going to really kind of try to sell it to you. Yeah. Mm, I love Aromatic it. Aromatic hints of chocolate, citrus. And yes. Rosebuds. And undertones of mahogany. <laughs> <laughs> If that wasn't enough, it's nine dollars. <laughs> Buy it. <laughs> the ingenious gray spider, Charlotte A. Cavatica, who means both clever and logical, saves the life of Wilfred the pig. Is that her? Very much to the delight of Fern, the little farm girl who loves him. <laughs> so that's her last name. Charlotte has a last name. I guess so. Charlotte A. Cavatica. I wonder if I read that, and I was just like, "Huh, there it is." Cavatica. I wonder what that means. I bet it means something. We'll have to look that up. Stay tuned. There's our cliffhanger. It's not often that someone comes along who is a true friend and a good writer. Charlotte and both. Oh, you're a true friend and a great writer. You are too. Yay. That's why I love our podcast so much. Me too. Well, thanks for sharing your story and your time and your space with me. And your morning with me. This was fun. It really was. You have a wonderful day. <laughs> hey, maybe next week. You have we'll a wonderful day. Maybe next week we're going to be together because maybe. if people can go to restaurants, maybe we can hang out. We're going to decide. Seems like we have two microphones. I mean, we should probably be able to make it work. Yeah. Yeah. Well, listener, we thank you for sharing your time with us as well. And we hope that you will go check out our um, review spot, maybe shout us out to a friend, whatever you do, share the love. Right here? Right now. Bye. Bye. Maybe you'll get a blooper here or there. Here it Ooh, would be. blooper reel. Yeah. Tell me more. Or don't. Gonna... Side note. Sorry. Speaking of Charlotte's Web, yesterday I was totally Templeton the rat. I had this big round trough. We were rolling into our new garden fence zone and I was rolling it just like he does, you know, whatever he's, I don't remember exactly what he's rolling, but it's in my mind that Templeton's pushing this thing and I was totally Templeton the rat. Anyway, sorry. Oh side note. man, it's so good. Right here. Right now.